Hey, queens and kings. We are back for part two of these three things with the queen group Atlanta, and we're discussing dating over 40. I wanted season one to be eight episodes because I love what the number eight stands for. But as I was editing this particular episode, I realized there was just too much valuable content to dwindle out to try to make eight episodes. So I had to go look up the number nine to be sure that I was in agreement with the number nine to close out season one. After I looked up what nine stands for, I knew for sure that nine episodes was just right. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about what the number nine means and why I'm okay with it. Remember, this episode is rated M, mature audience only. So enjoy part two, Dating Over 40, with LaQuinta, Dr. Leslie, and Malika. The number nine is the number of universal love, eternity, faith, universal spiritual laws, the concept of karma, spiritual enlightenment, spiritual awakening, service to humanity, charity, self-sacrifice, selflessness, life purpose, soul mission, inner strength, intuition, strength of character. The number nine also resonates with learning to say no, creative abilities, sensitivity, loyalty, brilliance, inner wisdom, self-love, freedom, high ideals, tolerance, benevolence, empathy, understanding, forgiveness, compassion, and divine wisdom. We all can use some of that. Enjoy.
Okay, so last question on on the sex thing. He doesn't perform oral. Deal breaker or no? Deal breaker? Absolutely not a deal breaker for me. Malika says no. LaQuinta says it is a deal breaker. Dr. Leslie? No, it needs to happen because if you can't happen in the other place, (laughs) what we doing? Bumping skin? (laughs) Really? Wow. Yeah, it's got to happen. Yeah, same for me. I'm feeling like the oddball out here. Yeah, we've had this this conversation. Malika Malika and I, we've had this conversation. My nose have been, I think, probably on the last three or four questions. You have, but I'm Mm -hmm. starting with you on this one. Why does it not matter to you? Why, you know, no oral sex is not a deal breaker for you. Okay, so. TMI here, but we're, everyone's an adult. We're having an adult conversation. I have never been a fan of receiving oral sex. Okay. I get more pleasure out of giving. So I am one of those rare women who could take it or leave it. Okay. And that's fair. That's fair. I don't think you're rare. As you give me the side eye. I don't think think she's rare. I rolled my eyes. I I don't think that's rare. I don't think it's rare. I think either. it's more common than we rare. think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of women out there who just have received it, but it's like it's all right. They had it right. I you know? take it or leave yeah. it. It's not a must. Okay, so we're gonna move on. Anything else we want to talk about in that area? No. Okay. So health, health, and physicality is important in that area. Mm-hmm. So even though I said no, I do think that that's important. A heavy breather, you know. Somebody, you know, sweater, sweater, (laughs) but that is all, but those are all, but those are, those are nitpicky things. You know, if you're a sweater, I might have to get used to it, but I do Uh want you to be able to, we got to be able to perform, you know what I mean? So I do want our men over 40 to realize it's important to take care of yourself. Please. And it's important to go to the doctor and get your issues taken care of because the person that you're with, you can take out so much trash, you can be so supportive, but at the end of the day, we've got to be able to meet each other, right, in those spaces. And I think that's really important when you talk about dating in your 40s and over 40. And it's important to understand the compatibility of your partner, men, because, Mm -hmm. you know, what some women may like the next woman may not like like mm-hmm. some women may like to be choked or have their hair pulled or Maybe. spanked or <laughs> check you know check. whatever check that check check works. for me yeah. but for the other person it may not work so just that's something to consider also but you know yeah. I, to to Q's point I mean it's the same thing we want them to have a good sexual health as they would demand the same for us women can have issues as well as we get older right whether it's related to you know dryness and menopause and you know uh lack of desire or you know the different things that can come with getting older um, but it's having those realistic conversations mm-hmm. again this is what i'm We're experiencing adults. right because the worst thing you can do at this age is have those complications and not communicate it to your partner right mm-hmm. because those are issues that your partner starts to feel as if they're not you know, driving the level of attraction to you that you would want. Right. right? So having those conversations is really important. Yeah. I want to finish these last few questions. Number of kids. Is there a limit in our forties? He has nine kids and some of them are still small. Do they have the same mom? No. Oh, it's an issue for me. It's an issue. Yes. 
Nine kids or nine kids without nine the same kids mother. without the same mother. Nine kids and nine mamas is an issue for me. Nine kids and three moms. Depending, I would have to. I would have to. I would. I would seriously have to quantify the nine nine children. How many twins? <laughs> <laughs> We got some double births rolling up in there. Like, what, what we got going on? What happened? But I did. <laughs> what happened? I did date somebody who had five children by the same woman. And that was just their lifestyle together. Yeah. And she passed away. Right? Um, yeah. So I did date someone who had five children. Um, and it wasn't an issue. Yeah. He was very responsible for his kids. But, you know, honestly, the number of children depends on the woman. Right? Yeah. I agree, Malika. Like you, the first question I'm going to ask is how many different mothers? Uh, and if we're looking at multiples, that's going to be a problem for me. Yeah. But like, again, like you, I've, you know, had incidences where people have had, you know, three, four, well, not three, five, seven kids and same woman. They just had that lifestyle. And so as long as he was able to provide and he was a responsible father, not a problem. It's when we get into the different mothers that typically bothers me dr leslie um i've dated people with multiple children and by different women um and what i have learned is by having multiple children there is a financial ramification of that that is very hard to overcome for most black men i mean and the legal system is not kind to black men when it comes Mm -hmm. to child support not at all um maybe men in general the other thing is at this point in my life um, because I do not have children and is not a child of my own. If I dated someone, if they had children, I would prefer that they're teenagers, um, like high school age or older. Um, because when you're dating someone that has young children, there's a time component and demand that they're going to have to give up. And I don't know if I want to modify at this point in my life, my lifestyle for that. We talked about health issues, but let's talk about, you know, someone who's in the news a lot lately and dealing with, you know, bipolar, would you, is that a deal breaker? Like Kanye West and what he's dealing with, with being bipolar. I don't know how many of you are Brandy fans, but I'm a huge Brandy fan. Shout out to Brandy. She just released a new album last Friday and she admitted for the first time in her, you know, uh, entertainment career that she's been suffering with bipolarism and she was diagnosed as bipolar and she has a song on her album called Bipolar. And I know Brandy isn't a man, but bipolarism is a real thing. Is that a deal breaker? Would you marry someone who's bipolar? Date someone, seriously. I think I haven't dated anyone that's bipolar. I am very educated on the space of mental illness um, through my profession. And so it would be it would be tough. I could date someone. And see how it goes because, you know, different, there are different levels, different ways of how it presents, whether you're, you know, have a lot of mania, depression, you know, uh, a manic depressive, so on and so forth. Um, How have you managed it? Are you accepting of being compliant with your medication? Are you going to your psychiatrist? Are you, you know, actively trying to uh, be present? Um, then there are a lot of people who it's uncontrolled, but for the people it's controlled, there is going to be a point in time where they may lose that level of control. And how are you going to deal with that? It would be difficult. I wouldn't say necessarily it's a deal breaker, 
um, depending on what it is. If they have psychosis with it, if it's like closer to a level of schizophrenia, yeah, that might be a problem. But I think you have to meet people where they are and and see how they are. But you got to be honest with me about it. Be upfront. Don't let me find out about it as we're dating. And then an episode happens. Yeah, you have some issue. But mental illness across the board. I mean, because you could have someone that's just dealing with depression. Right. And it can be just as debilitating. Um, Anxiety, OCD. I mean, there's a lot of mental health issues out there. So my thing is talk to me about it and we could go from there. I agree. I second that. I couldn't say that any better. You guys. For me, I have to say no. I'm a person who uh, feeds off of energy and just dating someone with mental illness, period, is is going to present problems for me. So it's something I couldn't deal with. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, um, I pray that that is not presented to me to have to make that choice again in life. Um, But it was very challenging the first time. Yeah. Okay, last question in this series. Incarcerated, has been incarcerated, but came out and made a great life for himself. Did a 180, but was incarcerated. And let's just say 10 years or better. So we've all been to college, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We've all, I'm, I'm over 40. Um, do I know exactly what, can I say that someone's had to live a pristine life and a, and a superb check-the-box life, right, in order to be a good person? I don't know. Murder charge? I probably would have to question, you know, something along those lines. But I don't know that I'm knocking a brother out the box because he's been incarcerated. Well, I think we I talked about this early on. Uh, but recently I had an experience where I was dealing with someone. I, I fell in love with this guy mm-hmm. and I still feel like I love this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had been incarcerated, I want to say probably for about 12, 13 years for murder. Mm. Uh, I would not have known that. And he has done a complete 180. Okay. And that is something that I'm absolutely open to. Thank you for speaking of my bias. Mm-hmm. I, I recognize I, it. That's yeah. the bias. <laughs> so the person that Human I think resources <laughs> over there <laughs> <laughs> that we the stereotypes that we associate Absolutely. with that uh, the person that I'm assuming he was then is not the person that I know today. For me, murder would be a no. Just because in the back of my mind, I probably I may not be able to get past that in moments of disagreement or whatever and however and I would have to get to know him but I'm going to be honest and say initially no and if you were incarcerated for something because the people that I think about when I phase this question I wrote them down was Phaedra and Apollo Mm. because Phaedra well-established attorney here in Atlanta you know high-profile person um, clearly loved a man who had been incarcerated and built a life together had two sons together and now he is Apollo in jail now. Did he just was he recently released? Yeah, I think he may be on house arrest right now. But I just know that, you know, someone like Phaedra, an attorney, you know, a well-established, you know, socialite in Atlanta, marries a guy who's been incarcerated. So I, I, I'm asking the question because people can change, and I love the fact, Malika, that you are open to it. Mm-hmm. For me, it would be a no, Dr. Leslie. Well, I ha- I hate to say this, but it it depends. Um, I think if I met someone 
and I got to know them, and then they were upfront and honest with me, and they told me they had been convicted. I wouldn't want to know the why. Like, I want to see the case. I want to read I want to read the docket. I want to read, I mean, the file. I want to read it in and out. Did the person get a fair trial? Did they have a court-appointed attorney? Were they the person, if they, if someone was shot and killed, did they pull the trigger or were they in the car and they were considered an accomplice? I think there's so many nuances to that. And we know how our justice system does our black men that I don't want to automatically assume that this person just went, and cold-blooded killed someone. Now, if it was premeditated and they have all this proof in the world that they went and just killed someone, that would be a problem for me. But I know when people are young, they make some bad decisions, they get caught up in really bad situations, and they served their time, and they got out, and they built a life for themselves, and they're successful individual, whatever that you know, success is considered, then I wouldn't be as apt to say oh absolutely not like yeah. again it's hard to put yeah. quantify deal breakers at this point in my life yeah you know what comes to mind for me is my spiritual side right and I think about does God judge me for everything that I've done the same way that he's going to judge somebody else and a sin is a sin right and so, right um my life has you know I haven't been perfect in, in my life so how none can of us I? have toss a glass of somebody else's glass house when I'm living in a glass house myself. Yeah. For me, I don't, it's not about judgment at all. Like I could be totally cool with that person, but to be able to trust myself to be in a relationship or to trust that person, I think for me, the way my mind works and how important the trust factor is to me, I don't think that I could get to the, get over the hurdle. You know what I'm saying? Like judgment? Absolutely not. Like I'm not here to judge anybody and Lord knows, honey, Sharana has had her, her season in life. But, um, yeah, I just feel like for the trust part of me, I'm always going to be second guessing you. And I don't want to put you through that. If I know that's the way my mind works, why do this? Because you deserve to be with someone who's going to love you wholeheartedly, regardless of your past and what you've done. That's not holding, you know, that in their head about you all the time. So, yeah. Okay. So here's something that I think all of us have experienced except for LaQuinta in this group, okay. interracial dating. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second. Are we here for it? Having done it, are we still here for it? I'm here for it. You are here for it? Yes. Okay, Malika, what races have you dated? Uh, he was Colombian. Mm. I just sound good when you said it. It looked good, too. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> uh, so you're still here for it. Was Colombian, uh, that's, is that the only, have you? Uh, so I would say when I, I, I want to quantify dating as in being intimate with dating, yes. going out and spending significant time with. I've gone out on dates yes. with Caucasians. Okay. Uh, but I would say as far as having anything beyond going out on a date and being in a social setting. I would, it was a Colombian. It was the Colombian guy. LaQuinta, you have not dated. Or I have not dated outside of my race and I have never been approached by anybody outside of my race. So it, I, I, I've never, um, I've never sought it and it's never sought me. But you did share a comment earlier that I absolutely want you to speak on is a gentleman in, in, you know, uh, a place where you were at one time made a comment about you that was a Caucasian man. And what did he say? He told me I would make a good, 
Come I love on. this. Come Who on. said I would make a good dog break his leash? <laughs> that might not have been a date, but that was definitely a pickup line. <laughs> yes, a good like dog it. break his leash. Yes, Dr. Leslie. I have, but not for an extensive period of time. Uh, majority of the men I've dated have been black. Um, I think in today's climate, I'd like to be open to it, but it would be a, maybe a little bit more challenging. If they're a Trump supporter, I think I'd have a very tough time. I absolutely know that you would, Leslie, knowing what I know about you. <laughs> you absolutely would. Absolutely. Look, when I forgot to ask you this. Um, are you open to it, though? Even though you haven't dated outside of your race, if you were approached, would you be open to it? Yes, the three criteria that I have for a relationship are not based on race. Okay, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I have, de- I have dated outside of my race, uh, only with Caucasian men though. I haven't dated any like a Latino or a uh, Hispanic or anything like that. It's been primarily white men. I have been in a relationship with one white male. Um, and I would do it again. Absolutely. But again, as piggy piggybacking off of what Dr. Leslie just said, it's not that I need you to be a liberal or a Democrat, but you probably shouldn't even step to me if you're like a Trump supporter because you, it, it, how you could follow him and be interested in a, in a black woman is oxymoron to me. I don't even know how those two things go together because nothing about him is uh, about unity or uniting. So, yeah, I would date. I would date another white guy. Um but I don't want to associate white or Caucasian with Trump supporters because I don't, you know, absolutely. I don't mean that. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. been, uh, I've dated, a, a, a staunch Republican who was African American and well-known in the Republican, mm-hmm. Republican community. And so, and I will full disclosure, I'm out of the group. I'm probably the, uh, more conservative leaning quasi Republican in the group. So I, I do want to make that, that, reference that not all Trump supporters are Caucasian. Oh, if you're black and a Trump supporter, I wouldn't date you. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. That's Mm-mm. that's good. That's Absolutely good. not. Yeah, I, I'm I'm leaning toward Dr. Leslie. But I do want to clarify that I'm not being assumptive that all white people, all white males are Trump supporters. For me, I'm just saying that I could not date you if you were. Just yeah. for me. And I, I don't think I even said what race did I? I don't think I did. White or black. Let's just, yeah, I'm just want to say that as well. White or black. I mean, I, you know, that's sad to say. And you know what? In reality, that has caused a lot of problems in a lot of families, in a lot of homes mm-hmm. who have different views and different values in the political world. And I do believe in the midst of COVID causing a lot of marriages to break up because people were at home. I think politics, in addition to COVID happening at the same time, caused that as well in the black community and in the white community where relationships were just, we can't be together anymore because of the way you see things and the way I see things. Um, Would you recommend it, Malika? Would you recommend it? So for all the sisters who are listening and you have not dated outside of your race and you feel like the pickings are slim with black men, it's not like you have a lot of options. Maybe you live in an area where there are not a lot of black people. Maybe your career, your job moved you to a place where um, there's not a lot of people that look like you. Um, 
would you ladies recommend, I would absolutely recommend dating outside of my race. I'm going to be the first to speak up and say that because we're limiting ourselves otherwise. And if having a happy life is really the goal for you, you can find happiness with people in other races. And um, I would just say, don't limit yourself. Now, I understand there are some black women that are staunch. I love a brother. I'm not going outside of a black man. And I respect you too, sis. Like if that's what's important to you, then I respect that. No, no judgment, no heat. But I would I would recommend dating outside of your race. Anybody else? I'm going to say that, you know, and I'm going to tap into my spiritual side here. You never know what God has for you. Absolutely. And you right. can't help who you love. Right. Absolutely. So while we may have these ideas for ourselves, ourselves and say, okay, I'm only going to date black or I'm only going to date this. What God sends to you is what God sends to you. And I think we should be open to whatever that is. And so um, I would absolutely encourage women to just be open um, to, to whatever the experience may be and whatever the higher power may have for you. I absolutely agree with that because I think about my three criteria, right? Mm-hmm. The first is a relationship with God, mm-hmm. right? We have to share the same faith. Um, for me, that's critically important because that's going to have to, it has to do with the way we look at life and how yes. we handle situations. I think the second for me is someone who's, who has an independent life of his own and, and is a good steward of that. And then the third for me is known by his pursuit of me. Mm. I want to recognize him by his pursuit of me. I've yes. done enough of the chasing. I've done enough of making myself available. It's time for me to sit back and receive. My pastor says, if he won't fight to you, he won't fight for you. Ex- absolutely. That's so good. Yeah. Say that again. If he won't fight to you, he won't fight for you. Absolutely. That's really good. Now, Dr. Leslie, would you recommend black women to date outside their race? Oh, absolutely. I don't, I think when you're being exclusive, you're limiting your pool. Okay. So we're saying that. I think we all agree that we would date outside of our race. We're having queen conversation about black women and dating in relationships over 40. We'll be right back. If you want to find more information about this episode and my guest, go to www.these3-things.com. Go to our podcast page and click on this episode. So let's talk about online dating. Are we here for it? Is it a success? Is it a fail? Uh, I'll start with you, Dr. Leslie. Online dating, success or fail? Fail. I tried it. I didn't like it. Malika? So my experience is a little unique um, because my work and what I do requires me to deal with a lot of elected officials, influencers, Mm. Uh, my profile is a, is probably a little bit more prominent than others. Yeah. The two times that I tried it, once was for a week and once was for a month, I got a call from colleagues indicating that people had taken snapshots of my profile and sent it to them. So unfortunately for me, online dating is something that I cannot do. Terrible. I know. That's terrible. LaQuinta? I have uh, done online dating and, you know, in today's market, it is the way that you meet someone. Honestly, we're in a COVID environment. Can't really, you know, get out and meet somebody at the grocery store, the gas station, all of those other, you know, traditional ways or at the gym. 
know, out having a drink with your friends. So you have to p- position yourself to meet people outside of your circle. Mm-hmm. Right. And the way most people are meeting people outside of their circle is through social, social media platforms. So I have looked at Hinge, Plenty of Fish, Bumble, Match, Elite Singles, Real Black Love, um, a couple of things that I think are, um, so yes, I, I am a proponent for online dating. Okay, it would be a fail for me, but I do want to go back to you, LaQuinta, because uh, I haven't had much success in it, and I don't know the protocol, and maybe in this conversation, for those of you you know who have done it, explain to me the protocol and how it's supposed to go, and then maybe I'll know how to move forward in it. Uh, was there any site that you found or any other ladies that y'all tried that you thought was okay, but you just didn't like the idea of meeting in that way? You prefer to be, as Dr. Leslie said, more traditional uh, was there any sites that you guys thought were good sites? Well, clearly it hasn't worked for me because I'm still talking <laughs> about <laughs> about meeting somebody. Right. Right. Um, the couple of things that I will say, there are protocols. And I am probably a, a situational online dater. I, when I'm in the mood for it, I'm on. When I'm not, I'm off. When I'm in the mood, I'm off. You know, I'm off and on. I'm hot and cold with right. it. So do I put in the work that's required? Probably not. And what is that work? How, how much is required? It's a lot. It takes mm-hmm. a lot. You've got to weed through a bunch to get to somebody that you're willing to talk to. You have to have multiple conversations going on at one time, right, to really get to someone that you find chemistry with. I do think once you find that person that you have chemistry with, you move in, you get to meet them. You see them, whether it's FaceTime or a face-to-face meeting very quickly, assess if you're compatible. And if you are, you continue the dating process. If you're not, you have to cut it off because you can get emotionally attached to someone who is not who they say they are. I did match. I did uh, elite singles. And it was hilarious to me. First of all, the the pictures that men take of themselves and post online, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. hilarious. I like. I'm like, you took a picture with your truck and uh, your old ex girlfriend, and then you put it <laughs> online, or you took your shirt off and posed in the mirror, and it, the angles, it's 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 laughable. Yeah. But anyway, you know, I felt like it was a meat market. You're just scrolling, 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 swipe left, swipe right, swipe right, and then you get all yeah. these messages in your inbox. And then you have to feed through all these messages. Some are crazy, out out of left field. Then you start a dialogue in that space. Then I had a a Google number because I didn't want to give them my cell phone number, right? Smart. Then I give them my Google number, and then they're like, well, oh, right off the bat, can you send me a picture? I'm like, I have pictures on the site. That, That puts me out. And then... You know, they get offended if you wouldn't send a, a picture. So you exclude them. But then for the few that get through that part, you do the Google um, uh, texting back and forth. Then you set up a coffee date or uh, early dinner. And then you, you none of those panned out. And I finally was like, this is a lot of it's work. Exhausting. I've had some friends get married off of eHarmony and Match. But they've all of them have said the same thing. You have to go through so many people to find that one. And I just don't know if I'm willing to do the work. And do you think we're not willing to do the work? Because for us in this group, we're more traditional women who just want to meet somebody in a place face to face initially without having to go through all of that work to find someone. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time, like between my job and working out and you know, being with my dog or whatever, and then friendships I already have to 
do that, it, it was just it was just another level that I was like, this is exhausting. But I did. I gave it a good concerted effort for a good year. We will do all of our work in our careers mm-hmm. and put time into it. We will put career time mm-hmm. into our bodies and staying in shape and yep. looking good. But we're saying that we don't want to put in the time for something that we say we want, which is a relationship. No, I said I never said I wouldn't do the time for the relationship. I won't do it for online. But again, because I've met people offline and I've had dialogue and communicated and went on dates. Yeah. and, And that wasn't just directed to you, Dr. Leslie. I think in general, you're not the only black woman who feels that way. Yeah. That it's just a lot of work to try to figure all this out online. But we will give our efforts to so many other things and we say we want relationships and we want to be in relationship. But when, it, when we have to cipher through, you know, 80 guys to get to two, we're not willing to do that. We can't have it both ways, y'all. I think you make a valid point. I, I, I think it, although it's something that I haven't really been able to do, I, I think if it's something that you say you really want, you have to be willing to put in the time and the effort. And so if it means sifting through 80 frogs to get to your one or two princes, then, <laughs> hey, are we really committed to the process? Right. I think, you know, the thing that online dating does is it exposes you beyond your circle to people that you would not normally meet both um, on the positive side and on the negative side, right? Yeah. So... There's what what becomes frustrating is the number of immature, irresponsible men that are on sites looking for a hookup Mm. that my normal path in life wouldn't take me on. Right. Right. And so now I'm exposed to this. Yeah. When this wouldn't be the normal path that I would be exposed to. So are women out here on dating sites our age out here meeting guys having casual sex? Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It depends on what you really? want. There are women our age who are not interested in the emotional connection. They want a playmate. Wow. There are women out here who are willing to take care of somebody. Right? For companionship. For companionship. Look, the, the, the walk is lonely. You know, it can be very exhausting. It can be very lonely. And you change your perspective and your what you would and would not do as the walk becomes overbearing for some. Yeah. Well, that's that on online dating. <laughs> we don't really have, we don't, I think it's, it's, a it, it's a preference. It's a preference. It's a pre- and if, and if you're willing to do the work and I think that's the question, um, women who are listening that you have to make the decision you know, are you willing to do the work that online dating may take and be on multiple sites and filter through until you can find your knight in shining armor, your prince charming, or whatever it is that you're looking for, your soulmate? You have to decide if you're willing to do the work. And I think you probably have to decide that on the front end because I have heard of success stories too where people have met and, and they have a great life. And I think that we have to be more open and more strategic about the life that we want in relationship like we are in our careers, like we are in taking care of our bodies, like we are in other areas of our life. And if being in relationship is what we ultimately really want, 
it's just like the conversations that we've had in, in, in a previous podcast episode that we'll be airing at some point where we talked about being able to make the ask in our jobs and make and, and establish with the people that we work with, the career paths that we want and not being afraid to go after what we want. I think women, we have to choose to have that same mentality for the life that we want in relationships with our men. You make such men. a very good point. Mm-hmm. Like when you meet someone and you establish you want X and I want Y, right. stop pursuing X when you want Y. Right. Let him go. He's for somebody else. Keep your lane open. Right? Yes. So that the right person can come to you. That's the biggest lesson I've learned in dating. Yeah. To your point about online dating, I don't feel like it's the be all end all. I think in, in 2020, we have multiple avenues that you can date in. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the traditional environment. In They're 2020, dating. COVID? Well, I'm, I'm saying, you know, in this day and age, Minus the COVID. COVID's changed okay. some things. So, yes, it is more convenient to do Pre-COVID, online dating. COVID. But, uh, you know, there are there are um, dating services. There, there was, you know, you have the uh, speed dating. There's multiple avenues that you can go where you can date people. Has anyone done speed dating? I yet? would love to do speed dating. I would of course, do it, speed it, dating. It, Girl, it can't be I, done. I think right I might now. be the junkie over here. But yeah, but <laughs> I'm do saying, tell. I, I would love to pipe. do some of those things. <laughs> I would do uh, a dating service or speed dating before I did online again. I would do tell on speed dating because I've always thought that would be something that would be pretty fun to do because you, I'm looking dead at you so I, we can, you know, yeah, just talk I, absolutely. about it. I have done speed dating. I've done, I've had a dating coach. I have, yeah, I've paid somebody to find me somebody um but you know at the end of the day I think something Malika said is where I am in my life until God is ready for me to have mm-hmm. that in my life mm-hmm. I could stand on top of my head on Mount Everest right and if it's not for me in that season in that time it's just not gonna happen but I have tried you know the online dating it was fun I went with my girl my friend girls you know we had a good time yeah mm-hmm. the speed dating yeah yeah but mm-hmm. I don't know who they where they found these people how did people find partners before online dating? Church. Introductions. Introductions. Work. Can you know, somebody, the club. I know somebody I know got a brother, a cousin, an uncle. Blind date. Somebody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, you know, pre-COVID, you know, they had uh, singles, uh, you know, meetups and cruises and vacations and bike rides. And True. there's all kinds of things. Uh, you know, uh, to meet people. I I just don't want to be in the mindset that it's either traditional or it's online. online. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But for the time or the climate that we're in right now, specifically as it relates to COVID, and for me, COVID has really emphasized the fact that I am ready and I want to be in a meaningful relationship. Yes. Not because of any issues related to isolation, but I really see the value in that now. Yes. And so um, online dating for me is not necessarily an option. I know it is a lot for, and it is an option for a lot of people, I mm-hmm. should say. Outside of introductions right now, what alternatives are there? We're limited in the time that we're in, hopefully. You know, COVID will pass through. I know a lot of you, we've talked about off the air that we Girl, believe it's going to be here for a while. Of, set up a tent in front of the grocery <laughs> store and just sit out there. Do you well, see somebody? <laughs> I had like, a brother slide his number you. at the car dealership when I went to get my car service. So, 
Well, did you call him here. back? They're, I mean, yeah. Did you call did you him call, back? No. No. I'm not interested right now in 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 dating anyone. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of waiting till the COVID environment improves. I had a really interesting conversation just two days ago with one of my really good homeboys. Like we always hook up, go out. Very successful brother. Um, he's in a relationship, um, but I think you know, if possible, he probably would holler at your girl, right? Right. right. But we've kept, we've kept our friendship, you mm-hmm. know, the way that it is. And one of the things that he said to me was that was pretty profound was that when a man gets ready, if they've been in a situation, they typically reach back. They typically go back to the missed opportunities that they had. He said the difference between women is that you guys typically don't go back because there is history. Um, and typically those who have hurt you are in the past. Yeah. So you won't reach back or you won't go back to the college friend. You won't go back to your, your past. And that's where a lot of men will go back. They'll reach back to their past yeah. to seek that new relationship. Yep. So let's just say, are all of us... If we don't find him, if we don't find love for all of the sisters who are listening, who are like, y'all, I have tried everything that y'all have talked about. I've weighed the cost of all the things that you guys have talked about, size, appearance, health, um, you know, mental illness, incarceration. We can go down the line of all of the things that we talked about. And I still have I'm I'm open. I'm willing to apply grace to the right man, given the right situation. You know, I know where I would go financially, and I still have not found him. Are we okay with just going it alone at the end of the day and, and, and being okay with that and still having a full life? Or would you ladies feel like there's something missing? If I don't have a husband, if, if, the, end resu- if the end game doesn't happen for me, this is, you know, it's not good. I don't think we have a choice. Like, if you don't meet him, you don't meet him. Uh, I certainly don't want to be by myself at, you know, 60, 70, 80, or however old, still single. But if, if that's the, the path or the plan that the higher power has for me, then I have to be comfortable with my situation as it is right now. And that's something, a question I've actually asked myself recently mm-hmm. is, you know, the state of my life as it is currently, would I be okay with that? And if, if nothing evolves, if I've done everything that I can do in my power to manifest that and things don't change, then I don't have a choice. I have to be okay with that. So You just, don't have to be okay because you know what? Plenty of women settle every day. That's not something I'm willing to do. That's my, that's, that's the the root of the question that I'm asking, because I feel like all of y'all will say that, like, well, what is my other choice? But we all know, and all of us have girlfriends or friends that we know, or people in our past and people in our family that we know have settled just to have a man. I feel like at this point in my life, being that I've been married before, um, I will not settle. And so... I don't think I'll ever give up on the pursuit of having a life partner or husband. And when does that happen? Does it happen when I'm 50? Does it happen when I'm 60? Does it happen when I set? I I could be 70 years old before that place and that person is truly placed before me. But I feel like I'm at a space in my life right now. I am so I'm very happy and I need someone to enhance what I have. And if they're not an enhancement, 
I'm okay where I am. Yeah. Laquina. I, I am. I'm very much um, like Leslie. That's probably why we're on the same path. But I'm very happy with life. You know, I'm very happy with LaQuinta's life. Mm-hmm. Um, I am willing to wait until the right person comes into my life but if it is I don't believe that God has given me the desire for a relationship for it not to manifest in my life yeah Mm -hmm. right I just don't believe that I believe if it wasn't for me he would not have given me that desire yeah so I just I truly believe that my mate my king is there and I, I just have to continue to walk this journey until my path cross with his path. But until that time happens, I'm going to travel with my girlfriends. I'm going to drink wine with my friends. Right. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to ride this bike. I'm going to do everything that I want to do in yes. life to continue to make myself happy. Because when he comes along, I want him to meet a whole person. Yeah. And I, and I agree with collectively what all you guys just said. I feel like what the message that I want to leave and just kind of before we, we take a break and we go into our, our three things and decide what those are going to be. I want to just say that in our forties, for the most part, a lot of us, not all of us have probably had a husband somewhere along the lines before we get to our forties. And I think that when we get past the divorce that we have had or may not have had, I think that we start to give up a little that it could still happen for us. And Dr. Leslie, you just said something that I think that all women who are listening to this, regardless of your race, you know, obviously we know that these three things is a podcast for women of color. I know that a lot of my uh, white friends and Caucasian friends, male and female are listening. Uh, But for the women, keep hope. If, if having a relationship is really what you desire, like stay open for that and don't give up if you're in your 50s and it has not happened, if you're in your 60s. And I would even encourage to uh, be open to whatever those avenues are in society these days that can help usher us into meeting people and being able to be in a position to meet someone and build that. Because it's so easy just to give up. It's so easy just to settle. But I have not met one female friend who has settled or has felt like that she's settled that's actually happy. And I don't think that we can be happy settling. It might appease us for a while, but will it for the long run? And I don't, I haven't found that to be so. So I just encourage any woman that's listening, whether you're 48, 58, or 68, stay hopeful, stay open. And don't ever count out the opportunity of love for your life. And when that season may actually happen for you, because um, we never know. We never know when what God has in store for us is going to come and meet us right where we are. But we have to stay in a place that we're open for it. And um, that's it for me. Ladies, you guys have anything else you want to share before we close? Um, I, the, only, the only thing I wanted to say in closing is, I know we've talked about like our experiences and us being 40 plus um, year old women and divorced. But I think for those women out there that have never been married and are still dating and trying to find their life partner or husband, whatever that may be, that, you know, even though it may be trying for some of us, there is a lot of success out there. I've had a lot of friends have a lot of success in dating and they have very healthy and good marriages. So 
um, to your point earlier and to what I said earlier, you know, don't, don't give up hope, be intentional, um, pray and ask for what you want. Uh, apparently those prayers work cause Sierra is doing just fine. And, uh, <laughs> who, who else, someone else got married, uh, that asked, prayed for their husband as well. Who was it? It was an entertainer. I forget who it was, but everyone talks about Sierra's prayer, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, th- I think who that, that person that out that's out there for us, they're there. We, yeah. we just have to connect and find each other. Right. You know, the thing I would say is my grandmother used to say, um, if you keep ordering from the menu, you might miss the daily special. And so Ooh. my encouragement is, you know, we have these lists, right, of everything that we want and all of these things that we want to be attracted to someone. But every restaurant prepares chicken differently. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got to be open to allowing something to come into your life that may not fit your list that may not look the way you wanted it you want it to look might be prepared just slightly different so my encouragement to us just as single women on this journey is to be open to you know not necessarily ordering off the menu yeah well said everybody well as always ladies thank you I look forward to our queen conversations in the queen group. You guys can expect more conversations about various topics with the queen group uh, at different times throughout these three things podcast. We're going to take a break for a second and come right back with these three things. Hey, queens and kings. Today is listener appreciation day. This is my way of saying thank you for listening to These Three Things Podcast, Season 1. For the next 24 hours, These Three Things t-shirts are on sale. So run over to these3-things.com and purchase your t-shirt today. And Kings, I got a little something for you to choose from too. So Queens, Kings, know this. You are appreciated. And we are back with the Queen Group Atlanta with LaQuinta, Dr. Leslie, and Malika. And it's time for these three things. Number one, choose wisely. I'm going to share something really honest here. I am as happy in my singleness as I am when in a healthy relationship. I refuse to base my happiness on whether I'm married or single. For me, relationships are a choice and who you choose is truly one of the biggest decisions you'll make. So choose wisely. The first question I asked in this episode was, what do we want? It's important to know what you want. Trust that when you release what doesn't fit, that you've made room for what's tailor-made just for you. Life is short, and whether you're spending it in a great relationship or with your friends, enjoy it. And when it's time to choose your boo, 
choose wisely. Number two, stay open. Okay, so let's face it. We all have our rathers when it comes to what attracts us. And it's pretty freaking great when we meet our rathers and it works out. But stop and take a second to think about what great relationships we might have missed out on because it didn't come packaged like we thought. It's great to have our rathers, but don't we really want what's right for us? When we stay open to the possibility that love may show up packaged in a different race, height, or in some unexpected location, we ensure that we won't miss out on any good thing that's for us. And I don't know about you, but I want all of the good things that were made for me. Number three, show up for us. Kings, well, I know you've had the luxury of sitting back and listening and learning more about us queens. In all honesty, we need you to show up for us. And we need you to show up whole. Not perfect, but whole. We want your support without competing with us. We love your confidence. And when you communicate, we need your protection and the credence to trust your promises. We respect you when you work through your difficulties while maintaining your seat on the throne. Whether you're a friend, husband, brother, or boyfriend, we love you, kings. Show up for us. And that's a wrap for These Three Things, season one. I'm so excited for what's coming in season two. Stay connected at These Three Things podcast on YouTube and Instagram and on Facebook at These Three Things P. I'll see you in October for season two of These Three Things.